Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm your host, Paul Arnold, joined by Ernest Watts, and we are just recovering or celebrating here up in Michigan that we won a Super Bowl, uh, sort of. Through, Can you win through proxy? Can you win through somebody else that you really like, like Matthew Stafford, Ernest? Have you bought your Detroit Rams sweatshirt <laughs> hat yet? That is, they actually have that out. I know, I've seen it. So they take the Detroit Lo- Lions logo and merge it with the Rams logo, and they're selling it on the streets. So You wouldn't like to have one? I mean, this could be a keepsake. I mean, not like you're going to get a Super Bowl T-shirt for the Lions anytime soon. I mean, Or the know. Panthers. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was low blow, sorry. See, I, I got two participant trophies from two Super Bowls, so. You got what? It's got that two participant T-shirts, Super Bowl Fifty and Super Bowl Thirty Four. What'd you do? Super Bowl. They have the uh, the NFC Championship hats and T-shirts. I have those. Oh, I got you now. Okay. Participant, you know, you remember when you used to be in science fair, and you know, all you sent in was that lousy volcano with the baking soda, <laughs> and you didn't get grand prize. You got participant. So that's what I got for the Panthers and Super Bowl are participant trophies. I was never in a science fair in my whole life. So oh, it, man, I, was... I did the volcano, which everybody does. Did the chicken bone in vinegar. If you strip a chicken bone, leave it in vinegar overnight, it becomes rubbery. Um, you know, almost putty-like. That's standard kids. All kids do that. The the wind, the pinwheel, the wind-generated... All right, so much for playing Mr. Science. All right, back to the Super Bowl. That is skewing old, talking about Mr. Science. Yeah, so back when we were a kid, there was never a stadium as big as the SoFi Stadium. There was never an owner that was that rich going against an owner that that was that cheap. What was your biggest takeaway from just the game? Let's talk about the game first. Okay, okay. Um, how long it took the Rams to realize you can't run the ball and just throw it to Cooper Cup as much <laughs> as you can, yeah. which was the last drive, the last six minutes of the game. I mean, they, they had three running backs, and they weren't getting anything. And I think they finally decided after OBJ went down, which I did not think they could win after he went down because they were just going to double Cooper Cup. And Cincinnati, give them credit, they doubled Cooper Cup, but he could just get open. Didn't matter. He was, I mean, it's, it's Jerry Rice-like, Steve Largent-like, the ability that he has to get open. And I thought he was the MVP. I thought Darnold um, should have been MVP, but, you know, Cup got it because I thought Darnold, in many respects, Donald, uh, Aaron Donald pretty much two sacks to pressures. He, he just, in the second half, they just blew up the offensive line for Cincinnati. Yeah, that was it was a good game to the very end. And yet I had a feeling like, boy, a minute and you know, some change. I really thought Burrow would move him down, kick a field goal with they have an awesome field goal kicker, and we'd be in overtime, and I was good with that. And then Aaron Donald just stepped it up and I think the Rams realized that instead of putting an extra defensive back, they put another guy on the line so they couldn't double team Donald as much. And that made a big difference. You know, a lot of people will give him credit for that fourth down pressure um, where he made the quarterback throw it away. But it was the previous play on third down, or on third and one. That oh, he that he pulled the, the guy ball. back. He, Yeah, he stood Mixon up because all Mixon had to do was lean forward to get the first. And it was the immovable object hitting the very movable object. And you know he what just, he, re- he just one-on-one stopped him. He reminds me of the thing. If you know Fantastic Four, oh, the, the thing is not too huge or tall. I mean, he's huge, wide, but he's not tall. And Aaron Donald is so compact, you wouldn't think he's the strongest guy in the field just looking at him. But somehow he is. He reminds me of Reggie White. Reggie White had that ability to rush from the outside or inside, and as a defensive lineman to control games like he was able to do. But I question uh, the Bengals' coach decision on third down to run the ball after they were you know, had receivers open all the time. But you know, it's one play. One play doesn't make the game. Uh, it was strange. I've never seen 
an ununiform player come down to celebrate a turnover. I mean, he should have got cut on the spot. The guy for Cincinnati in flip-flops in a T-shirt. I mean, I'm tired. I'm going to sound like an old fogey here. used to be a delay of game when you took the entire team to run out to the end zone and fake a selfie after every turnover. First of all, you're paid to get turnovers, particularly for the defensive back. So this is not a big celebration thing. And and I'm no foggy, but I'm tired of that. You can celebrate. You can jump up and down. I have no problems. But to delay the game for everybody to run down to the end zone, stand in front of the camera, not that there's 450 cameras on you as it is, is is just it's a waste of time. It's a and result wish, of COVID. Last year's COVID, they told them to run to the cameras. But that's over. And flag a few of these guys, and maybe we'll see that. And then I feel good for the Rams because if they'd lost – you have a very egregious call on Ramsey getting beat uh, where he got his face right. for the go-ahead touchdown. Can you excuse the referee on that one or the official that he didn't have the right angle, that the way his head was turned, he couldn't see it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, but then you're going to have the calls for replay on interference, and I don't think we're going to go down that route again. And Cincinnati had a chance after that second interception – of uh, you know they were up. They'd scored a touchdown on the uh, the uh, on Mixon's pass to the end zone on the wide on the running back pass. They get the next series of downs. The Rams throw an interception. They've got it on about the 35 yard line. They score another touchdown. They win. But they got very conservative with their play calling, and they kicked the field goal, and that left the Rams a chance to get back in it. But I mean, it wasn't. It was amazing that outside of three games in the first round, every game was competitive to the last play of the game. You'll never have a playoff series like this ever again. Right. I thought it was a good game. I think Stafford, once again, he has two picks, but you can give, make an argument for both picks. One, his player tips up in the air. So what can you do about that? And the other one was basically a punt. But I felt like Jefferson did not even fight for that ball that Stafford threw for the end zone. And I'm speaking as a Stafford fan, so note that. Well, he had a nice pass on the sideline in the fourth quarter that he stuck one hand out. I mean, Jefferson's this is his second year, and he's usually the flanker. He's the third receiver. But with OBJ out, because, you know, remember they lost one of the other starting wide receivers. Woods. Woods uh, early in the year. And you're down to your third-string tight end, and that's the guy that tipped the ball for the interception. So it's it was, it was won by the defensive line of the Rams, and and uh, again Stafford did what he had to do. He was able to, and again they made the decision that last drive. I'm I'm going to number ten every time, <laughs> and he was open every. Could you believe they only wide. put one man on him on the goal line there? Now we'll see. That's kind of hard if you put two guys on it, it's easier to run the ball inside the two-yard line. You, you you can't afford a double team. But the way they were running all day long, I don't know. I don't know. Do you feel like McVay sometimes calls one play to set up another play? Like he called Matthew Stafford up the middle almost on purpose to set up the next play. Well, he uh, he runs the ball to open up play-action passes. I'd say half their passes are play-action. And if you don't gain at least, or if you don't attempt to run, then linebackers aren't going to stand still or take a step forward. They're not going to take the fake seriously. And the whole purpose of play-action pass is not so much the deep pass, because Cincinnati plays a zone, is there's a gap between the safeties and the linebackers. And you want to slip in, you know, the deep pass to OBJ, uh, the one before he was injured, was a crossing pattern across that area. So they're not looking to go deep. They're looking to just get it right over the linebackers' heads. And the only reason you're going to do that is if you stop the linebackers with fake or at least make them commit step forward and then get the safeties kind of making a decision, do we drop back or do we come up for a run protection? That's the basis of his offense. It's the same thing. Cincinnati runs the same type of offense. I mean, it's pretty much you were watching a mirror. The only difference was there was a couple series where – 
the Bengals were getting success running the ball. Mixon got loose a couple times. Mm-hmm. But there was, you know, both coaches I had thought had some questionable calls. Um, you know, I don't think I saw one screen pass the entire game. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of surprised me. Even even a flanker screen. I, I thought they'd go to uh, the, the wide receiver, Ross, for uh, Cincinnati. I thought he'd get, you know, during the season, a lot of flanker screens where you put three guys out, mm-hmm. you, th- you let them step back, and you know, on a pass play behind the line of scrimmage, you can block downfield before the ball's caught. And which is the same thing in, in, in college football. You don't have to wait. The pass doesn't have to be the line of, line of scrimmage. But they never tried that. So there were a lot of, I, I, and I know a lot of that was they anticipated. I mean, they played four deep. Cincinnati did in a zone. Because they didn't want anything to get behind them. They didn't want OBJ to get behind them. They didn't want Cooper Cup. So they had a very conservative defensive calling play. Mm-hmm. Rams were a little bit more, took a few more chances in that respect. But, you know, another play that's going to be forgotten is, is Cup on fourth down. That little jet run. Oh, yeah, that was nice. He almost got yeah. stopped. He almost got stopped. He cut inside. And that's the whole difference because they don't get that on fourth down. Cincinnati has. I mean, they were down to two timeouts. They wouldn't have stopped them. They had to go for it. Yeah, Cup's endurance is unreal. And probably people know that his wife was a heptoplin, or, you know, the where it's the women do all the events and she helps train them. And yeah, his condition was crazy. And let's talk about OBJ for a while. Um, oh, as you said last week, nobody's turned around his season more than OBJ. And the beginning of that game, the Super Bowl, he looked fast, he looked motivated. And the play he got injured i almost recognize that my own knee problems it's where your knee goes out of joint or locks out and all of a sudden you know it's a meniscus tear type of thing at least that's yeah, you, my the opinion turf grabs your foot the grab you know your feet don't slide or move yeah it's kind of like your foot just sticks like velcro it's like it, it locks out of position and you're done yeah, so yeah yeah i could tell that was it for him and i thought you know, they were going to double and triple team cup, and I thought that was it. Cincinnati had it. They had the momentum going on their side, and, and again, I'm surprised. you got a lot of people coming in and go, well, they're a young team. He's only in his second year. They'll get another chance. I don't know. I mean, Dan Marino went to one, and they were saying the same thing when he lost to the 49ers. That was his second year as a starter. And all you could hear was, and he had better receivers than the Bengals have right now, uh, you know, uh, du- Mark Duper and uh, Mark Clayton and a great tight end. Uh, look at um, oh, the guy used to be with the Colts. I mean, you just never know. Well, Andrew, the AFC is harder to get there, I would make oh, yeah. an argument. And Andrew, Andrew Luck, we thought how many Super Bowls was he going to go to? Yeah, it's too early. I have to admit, I'm such a huge Stafford fan that I didn't like Joe Burrow just because he was the other team. And then I started reading stories about him and the way he handled himself all the way through that Super Bowl before and afterwards. He was really a class act. He didn't complain. He didn't give excuses. Uh, he he held up like a man. And I, you know, my Son-in-law really likes him, and I think you know. I think he has a bright future. I just think being AFC quarterbacks a hard way to go with Allen and Mahomes and the side of your same side. Yeah, I mean, there's always the presumption that if you get there once, it's not easy to get in. I mean, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP, more MVPs than anybody else playing right now. But he got the two Super Bowls, two in almost 20 years. A lot of things have to go right. Uh, a lot of, I mean, it's just, it's almost luck of the draw. And with a longer season, it's who's healthiest. It's not the best team. I don't think anybody will stand up and tell you that the Rams or the Bengals were the best teams. They won the Super Bowl. They're Super Bowl champs. But the length of the season, I don't think they were the better teams. So here's a question for you. How big a deal was it that Weddle came out of retirement and started basically the last three games to get them, you know, help them over the top. Easy money. That's one reason I was rooting for the Rams, kind of all the old guys, him and Von Miller. and But that and guy Whit- wasn't even Whitworth. playing all year long. Like Two wow. years. Had not played in two years. 
You got Whitworth, who will be 41 years old, left tackle, who looks like Methuselah. I mean, this is, I root for old guys, one last chance at doing it. I mean, they're going to be in, in cellar cap hell now. And <laughs> they're not going to be able to bring everybody back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, OBJ's probably out for all of next year with a torn ACL. Whitworth's probably going to retire. Von Miller's a, they've got a lot of free agents and they're not going to have a lot of money to play with. Do you think Donald's going to retire? He said he was thinking about it. Uh, you know, that's easier when you don't think you're going to win the championship. He's <laughs> the best player in the NFL right now. All He's that money to pass up, season. too. Well, I don't know about money, but he is the best player. I enjoy watching him play. I mean, they were triple teaming him at times last night. I, you know, he's already backtracked on that a little bit. Yeah. So I think he'll he'll want to come back. He enjoys he enjoys those guys, and they had, like I said, they had a lot of injured players. They'll get back next year, but that's a competitive division. I mean, when you've got uh, well, a lot of questions of the teams. You don't know if those other three teams who their quarterbacks are going to be. Because Kyler Murray supposedly wants out. Uh, we've heard Wilson wants to be traded. And Trey Lance is going to be starting for the 49ers. I would venture to say you're probably going to see anywhere from 8 to 10 different starting quarterbacks than the quarterbacks that started the last game of the regular season. And that's added because of Stafford's success. You know, all these other teams are going to go, wait a second, if we just get the right quarterback, we're good or close to being better. But where's the Stafford? Where's another Stafford at? I think that was a <laughs> well, rare just, situation. Somebody asked me, he said, you know, are you a Lions fan upset that uh, Stafford is winning is so good? And I said, we've known that all along. <laughs> and in Michigan, we've known Stafford's been that good and the Lions were just that bad. What a big year for the state of Georgia. You got a UGA quarterback winning the Super Bowl. Bulldogs win the national championship and the Braves win the World Series. And Michigan the beat state, Ohio State. Yes. And state of champions. Okay, I had to slip that in, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I, it's the best thing in my life this last year. So there you go. Besides okay, my wife and family and kids. Sorry. All right. You, uh, you ready to play our, our game show? Um, I think so. You you right. are surprising me, sort of. You say you have some trivia game that I'm supposed to be swami with, huh? Yes, I'm going to give you names. You tell me whether they are in this year's NHL All-Star, NBA All-Star, or uh -huh. fictional character. Uh, you're going to really expose that I don't follow the NBA that closely with NHL, but that's okay. I'll, I'll play the game. Well, most All-Stars are pretty well known. Okay, our first one is Trevor Zegras. NHL All-Star. Uh, you know the story about him? No, I'm guessing. All right, in the NHL competition before the All-Star game, he uh, put on a dodgeball uniform from the movie Dodgeball. Yes. Had himself uh, blindfolded and selected as his goalie, um, Wyatt Russell, the actor, who is Goldie Hawn and uh, Kurt Russell's son, who actually played junior hockey as a goalie. And did a spinning shot blindfolded and put it in the goal. He has also this year perfected a shot where he shoots it from the back of the net, over the net, slides over the net, hits the goalie's back of the head and goes in. He is nice. up and coming. He's an American up and coming all-star who probably would have been in Olympics if that had been worked out. So a little knowledge there for you. Okay. Darius Garland. Oh, I'm going to say NBA. Yes, for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. I don't uh, know. Who did he play college? I have no clue who this guy is. Uh, he, played Gar he played at Vanderbilt. He oh. only played five games. He was injured for a long period of times. Uh, James Howlett. James what? Howlett. H-O-W-L-E-T-T. Sounds like a golfer to me, but I'm going to say fictional. Yes! Who that is? No, who's James Howlett? Wolverine. Oh! Wow. You did very well there. I am highly surprised. <laughs> I need to mix these up a little bit. They're I know, you were pretty predict. No, no, I don't know. 
So somebody said it wasn't going to do that well. You've done pretty well so far. Okay. All right. Here we go. Uh, not the old quarterback from uh, the Minnesota Vikings, Wade Wilson. Uh, I'm going to say fictional again. Yes, that's Deadpool. You knew that. You had this all done. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. Nazim Kadri. Kadri, uh, NHL. Oh, you know him. He's one of the up-and-coming stars right now. Yeah. All right, Jared Allen. NBA. See, for somebody bad-mouthing, you knew every one of them. Very you good. taught me. Well you're the master. You're the Jedi master. You tell me, you know, under-promise and over-deliver. See, that's what you okay. told me. I mean, is, uh, there are some up-and-coming stars I'm surprised for somebody did not know. Cleveland is the real surprise team this year. And... uh they have a chance, outside chance, of winning the NBA East. They just picked up an old University of Michigan uh, Wolverine. I think you're Karis Levert. Yeah. If he can stay healthy, and that's the question. They're a big physical team. They have Jared Allen. They have uh, the young kid from USC. They've got. They start a front line of six eleven, seven foot six ten. It's just a physical team with great shooting. And Kevin Love is getting a second wind coming off the bench. But it's an underrated team. And uh, do you know who the coach is of the Cavaliers? It's not John Beeline. I know that for certain. No, it's not Beeline. It's the guy who <laughs> replaced Beeline. Does that help you? I have no clue. Bernie Bickerstaff Jr. Oh, really? Yeah, whose father used to be an assistant with the then Washington Bullets in that respect. Yep. The second hottest team is the Memphis Grizzlies. Do you know who the coach is of the Memphis Grizzlies? Jerry West Jr. Uh, you're very close. Taylor Jenkins. He's one of the many experts who are now the... the, the uh, How is Jerry West Jr. similar to... Well, he's one of the executives for the team. That's true, but yeah. Okay. Well, you were close. You got somebody in administration. And I, I appreciate you're building me up, Ernest. I appreciate that. It's Monday. It's Monday well. all day long, and you're building me up. Appreciate well, so it, buddy. You, mu you must have been checking the rosters. You did real well. Oh, I did studies all I, night long. I thought Kadri would really throw you off because he's one of the up-and-coming superstars in that respect. Let's talk NBA trades. You want to? I am just waiting to go. Go for it, Ernest. <laughs> well, you know the big one, the one that everybody's talking so about. So let me ask you about Harden and Simmons. Okay. How much control did Harden have with that trade? Quite a bit. You get the coach to come out two days before the trade deadline and says, no way, he wants to stay here. And then lo and behold, go, I mean, he quit playing. Both players quit playing. I mean, it's, it's a player-controlled league. I mean, and for some people, they like that. LeBron has the team he wants. Kevin Durant. Thought he had the team that he wanted. So why did Harden want out of not enough basketballs to share in Brooklyn? Yeah, and plus no one likes getting along with Kyrie. I mean, <laughs> pretty much he had to be the lead player half of the games. How did LeBron and ever Kyrie, get along with him? He didn't, right? He didn't. He, well, Kyrie wanted to be the star. Kyrie has this impression that he's a superstar. He's a great player. He's a good player. He's not a superstar. And... He and now he's made because of his actions, his team is significantly worse. I mean, Simmons, we don't know what mental state he's in. We know he won't shoot. We know he's a liability into the game with his uh, free throw shooting. He plays great defense. Now he is a better defender, but you don't know what you get. I mean, Philadelphia got something for nothing. I don't care. You know, Harden's hurt right now, but. You know, they gave up Seth Curry, not, uh, yeah, Seth, and they gave up some draft picks, a couple other players, but essentially they got something for nothing because Simmons never, ever was going to play for the 76ers. Yeah. And you've got a team in the Nets that have lost 11 straight games. No team that has ever lost more than eight has ever won an NBA Finals championship. So it's, it's a mess. It's the it's, Bucks all over again. I don't see anybody else beating the Bucks this year. Well, they got Serge Ibaka, and that helps. 
because you don't know if Lopez is coming back from back surgery. So they've missed that. They traded Desengio to the Kings uh, because he was pretty much duplicating the same thing you were getting with Grayson Allen. Uh, I like what the Suns did. They picked up some great pieces in Murray and, and a few other guys. I think they solidified their bench. I like what the Bucks did. Uh, the Heat kind of stayed where they're at, and they're okay. They're in the first. Uh, the Bulls, until they get healthy, that's a team. I mean, the, the East is wide open. It changes. You can you lose three games, you drop from fourth to 11. All right, let's talk heart. about your Hornets. What's the successful season for the Hornets this year? How far do they need to go? Uh, they need to finish at least six and not be in the play-in tournament. That's a successful, you know, little steps. I like Montrez Harrell. He's undersized center, but he's very, very physical. He has one of the highest shooting percentages. Uh, you, you know, he played with Terry Rozier at Louisville when they won the national championship. They were roommates. He gives a physicality they're missing. Uh, they really didn't have anybody to, to be the big bully in that respect. Um, they have a lot of home games, but their away record's better than their home record. So, I mean, they're in the 10th slot right now, but there's a big line of separation, so they can move up and down. But they've got to, I mean, they've only, in their current incantation, they've only won one series in the playoffs. It's going to so, be Golden State against the Bucks. That's my prediction. I don't know. I would not be surprised to see the Heat against Golden State. Mm. And in Kevin Thompson, I mean, Thompson's kind of trouble working in. They still and Curry's still not out of his shooting slump. I don't think the Lakers will be in the playoffs. Uh, they had an opportunity to trade Westbrook for John Wall and then cut John Wall. And I think they would be a better team with subtraction. They would be a better team without Westbrook. Westbrook shoots such a low percentage, and he's so ball-dominant. LeBron has to be ball-dominant. you really got to have two basketballs that I don't think they're going to make it. I think the Clippers will slip in, but I don't think – And I'll tell you, another trade that really threw me for a loop was Porzingis being traded from the Mavericks. And, and I guess Luka wants the team to be his now. Porzingis gets injured a lot, but there are not many seven-foot guys who can hit three-pointers. And he got dumped. He was a, not the next Dirk. You know, they wanted no. the next Dirk. Well, that's, 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 that's Luca. He's the next Dirk. And, and again, getting him out kind of clears off the lane a little bit. Uh, they didn't get a lot in return. They just got bit, bit pieces in that respect. But I look at the Wizards, and I don't know what in the world they're trying to do. It's just a pure mess. I don't. That was a team that started out ten and two at the beginning of the season, and they've just faded away. It's kind of like Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta tried to trade some pieces away. They got rid of Cam Reddish, and and they just look disjointed. Young is just not shooting as well as he did last year, and it just looks like the parts don't fit together very well. Yeah. Some of the guys off the bench have aged. So, so you think it's going to be Phoenix against the Bucks? No, no, no. Golden State. Golden State. No, Golden State against uh, the Heat. Uh, I, I don't know. That seems like a reach, but who knows? You like watching NBA. So oh, I love right. it. I, I, like I said, this, it, this was a fascinating trading session in that a lot of guys were moved just to clear off for next year. Now the free agency class for next year is not overwhelming, mm. but and now, now you get to the second part of it because guys are going to get bought out. And I assume that's what the Lakers are going to do. Instead of trading, they're going to wait for some of these guys to get bought out and, and pick up on them mm. in that respect. So that's, but still, I mean, that team, LeBron's not a GM. I mean, the pieces just don't. And the poor coach is probably going to suffer. He's going to get fired. Yeah. And but it's just the the pieces don't fit together. You look at that. You could probably name every player on the Lakers squad. Outside of John Morant, who could you name with the Grizzlies? 
Nobody. Who are the third third place team right now? Yeah. In the West, and it's a team that plays leads the league in offensive rebounding and steals. And well, we're I, still so far away with the NBA. It's not going to be till May till it starts really shaping up. You know, in, in the playoffs. I want to get back to the Super Bowl. We jumped off that a little quicker than I thought we would. I want to talk about the halftime show and the commercials. Uh-huh. Okay. So did you notice what Eminem did? Yeah, he kneeled. Yeah. And he wasn't kneeling like Tim Tebow, was he? He was kneeling like no. Colin Kaepernick. Well, see, he did a song about Colin Kaepernick in 2016. Do you know Eminem sold more music, you can't say records anymore, from 2000 to 2016 than any other artist? You know, that surprises me because I knew his first two or three you know, CDs were really off the top. I just didn't know that his sales would just continue that high. Um and did that's you the, see the, the Detroit connection again, right? Right. So you saw the Twitter, th- his encounter with Al Michaels, which was sort of out of this world. Did you see that? Oh, yes. It was just amazing how much respect both of them had for it. And it was strange to hear Al Michaels, some of the things he said. Kind of, I mean, he wants to continue. He's made that well. Yeah, they're trying to show him the door and he's not going to now, retire. So, the story is Amazon has offered him $17 million a year. Take the money and run, buddy. Yeah, but, I mean, he loves the Sunday night football. I think he loves Collinsworth. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's still going to be doing one game a week. The, the story is him and Aikman will be Thursday night football. Thursday night football is going to really, Amazon's going to pour out the money. They want to make it very singular and stand out. It'll be interesting to see how when the schedule comes out what games are scheduled for that. And I, you, I've heard harped on this for a long time is add an extra uh, bye week and give them the bye before and after they play a Thursday game. Yeah. And that, I think you'd see less injuries. It makes too much sense. not yeah. to apply. Well, folks, Eminem basically told Michaels that he was the goat and Al Michaels said he's a big fan of, you know, Eminem. I thought the halftime show was better than I thought it was going to be. I was like, come on, all these people are old. I mean, I'm old. I'm almost 60, but, you know, how old is Snoop Dogg? How old is Dr. Dre? Uh, Dr. Dre is 52. Snoop is 53. Yeah, and then you had uh, Mary J. Blige, who did pretty good, I thought. I thought she did pretty well. I could understand what she was saying. And then I don't know who the other guy was. Lamar? What? Kenley Lamar. No, not 50 Cent. The other guy who was a skinny Yeah, Kenley guy. Lamar. It was 50 Cent. Kenley Lamar was the guy. Came in after 50 Cent. 50 okay. Cent, I was afraid, was going to fall on his head. <laughs> he came on, if you didn't see it, hanging upside down and singing. And, uh, but the guy who came after him, I had no clue who that was. That's, that's Kenley Lamar. He's the youngest of all of them. Yeah, so it wasn't, you know, this, I was... This uh, is bad. You're being schooled by on pop. I know. We're both white dudes over... Our oh, age. I, ha- I have very much a lot of Eminem music in my queue, in my music queue. I have several of his. He has albums. such driving bass lines, you know. Bum, 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 bum. Well, it, it, he he's a wordsmith. The way he is able to take things and and again, it's it's not safe for work lyrics, but it's amazing some of the stuff he has done. He's fifty years old. I think he's as- he, got Aspergers. Every time I see an interview with him. He, he, it's like he misses it on social cues or he's just so hyper. I think, gosh, this guy's so brilliant, but he's almost like uh, autistic scale somehow. Now, for those of us who are not familiar with the geography of Detroit, please let them know where uh, 8 Mile eight is mile. in relation. So everything in Michigan was mapped out by northwest, you know, east, I mean, east-west, north-south roads. And so Detroit starts from... The very touch, the point where it goes over to Canada and goes out on these grids. And so you got um, two mile, three mile, four mile, five mile, six mile, and then seven, eight mile. So eight mile was sort of the line where the suburbs started and Detroit, where it got nasty, was still around. So for years, if you lived on eight mile or closer to Detroit, that was the rough part of town. And that's where uh, Eminem grew up near eight mile. And where is Motown in relation to that? Oh, it's downtown Woodward and downtown near all the big GM and four buildings downtown. And that's our Detroit geography lesson for you. (laughs) Now, commercials. 
Which one did you like the best? You know, I thought there was a larger quantity of good commercials this year than any year. I think because computer graphics, CGI, is more available and more affordable, that there was a lot more great commercials. So I'm just sort of sentimental toward the truck and the cat one. I liked the first truck and the cat one. I liked the second one. The guy even wore a Michigan State jersey to show that he was a fan of Michigan State. I just thought that's... You know who that is, don't you? He's a guy who's been in a bunch of movies. No, no, no. He's, well, he's from Charlotte. He used to be the king. The Budweiser commercial. Uh, oh, dilly, dilly, yes. Dilly. Right, the king. Dilly Dilly. dilly, dilly. Yep. Yep. Um, anyway, oh, he's also in the latest Jack Ryan series with um, the guy from The Office, John Krasinski. Anyway, he he's... The, uh, what's the, the uh, Liberty Mutual. He's the cowboy on the playground. Oh, is he? Uh, bull. Yeah, he plays a cowboy on that. He's on quite a few commercials. So I, Go ahead. I, I'm sorry. Anything with animals and stuff like that where they're you know doing things that are a little funny and different... Um, so you like the sloth? With the, the sloth uh, was great. I love. You could see that coming all along. That a sloth in Doritos, you know, he was going to go crazy at some point. Uh, I liked how they mixed it with the music, and yeah, I like that one. How about you? What was your favorite? I'm Mr. Nostalgia, so I love the Austin Powers. I really, truly did. Uh, that was just, you know, he's always said that. Uh, because the actor who played Minnie Me passed away, he'll never do another Austin Powers movie. So this is the only way you'll see. I know last year he did the uh, Wayne's World uh, for the Grubhub commercial. Right, he did. But I, I enjoyed that. I really did. I enjoyed that. I like the one with Zach Braff and Donald Faison. Yeah, that was funny. Scrubs. Donald Faison will not age. He looks like he did in Clueless back in 1999. Um, I enjoyed Steve Buscemi on the bowling commercial yeah, Peyton Man. with Peyton Manning. I like that. I like the nostalgia stuff. I liked it. The two strangest ones was the, the, the floating, uh, for your camera. What is it called? QSR. QSR floating and the, uh, grub, no, the, the something eats. What is it? Oh, Uber eats. Uber Eats. Yeah, they eat anything that comes in the bag. They're trying yeah, to say yeah, that things okay. get delivered that are not edible, but people try to eat them anyways. It was a little stretch. Okay. Yeah, but the stranger part was Gwyneth Paltrow. And it says it on the candle. It has this candle that smells like her nether regions. And she eats the candle in the commercial. <laughs> and I had to go, okay. Okay. <laughs> I missed that part somehow. Yeah, run it back. I mean, it's. it's I don't think I want to run it back. It's got the first three letters of that term for the nether region. And this is a product that she sells. Yes, it's a legitimate product she sells. She's eating the candle. And I went, okay. I did like the uh, Semahayek and the Oh, yes. I like that so, where he's Zeus and he's charging everything. Yes. 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 The electric cars. I like the nostalgia with old stars, and that was, well, I guess, almost when you looked at halftime, that was pretty much the theme for for most. And the uh, and here's the real catch. And I know you did not get this. You saw the commercials for the movies. Yes. The movies, the trailers. Yep. Did you notice this? Hold on to your seats, folks, because I got you an I got you a big secret. When they showed the trailer for Doctor Strange, mm -hmm. halfway through it, when he goes into a big courtroom, mm -hmm. which is in Marvel comic books, the Illuminati, and they say he'll have to, I mean, he will be charged for what he's done. There's a over voice, a voice. Did you pick up on who it was? Ooh, I did not. Who was it? It is Professor X. It was Patrick Stewart. Oh, ho, ho. he's the one ju judging him? Professor X is part of the Illuminati. Ah. Comic books. There are several of them. And he is part of it. So the big secret going out today is this is the first time Marvel's incantation being owned by Disney has not... They have the rights to X-Men characters. But they have not used any X-Men characters yet. So this leaves the door open for Patrick Stewart appearing as Professor X in the 
such a strange movie. Uh-huh. And again, it was the uh, Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, it was good to see the whole the old crew there together with the new crew. I mean, I know that's more nostalgia, but from the original first first couple movies. Uh, we'll pay any money just to see dinosaurs. You know that. We just love oh, seeing yeah. dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Oh, little boys, that's the first thing they love is dinosaurs. And we, we love the idea of dinosaurs loose in the entire world. And this is the conclusion of this uh, through motion picture arc. I mean, it's going to do like Spider-Man, that type of movie when it comes out. I mean, it's going to be money, 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 money. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a good year for movies, hopefully as we slowly start walking into movies. But I thought, you know, this was a better Super Bowl. I mean, and you talk about halftime. My favorite was always in the rain uh, Super Bowl where the Bears and the Colts played, where Prince played um, uh, the best from Foo Fighters in the rain live with an electric guitar (laughs) hanging over the field. I mean, I thought that was the best performance of anyone. But, you know... The acts that I grew up with, they're they're getting too old, yeah. and now you're getting acts much much younger than us. You kind of wonder what happens. Which I've always heard, the big one they've always aimed for has been Taylor Swift. That's the halftime performer that has turned them down constantly. Yeah, I think that's a little too big for her in a way. But that's just me talking. Uh, I mean, they, they wouldn't they dare do Kanye, would they? No, he's too erratic. You don't know what he would do. I mean, and then again, he's not really been that successful performer. And again, uh, we already know, folks, if you want to make lots of money, the last two Super Bowls were won by the home team where the Super Bowl was located. So, so next year, travel up to Vegas, put your money on the Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. Let's talk about Murray for a second. Because you said earlier about different quarterbacks moving different places. If, do you think there could be a swap between Seattle and Arizona? Whoa, that wouldn't be a bad pickup both ways. You know, the problem with Murray is he's coming up, he's coming out of his rookie contract. So he can demand big bucks. And the you wonder if the Cardinals want to make a five to six yard commitment to him. They don't. I think that's clear. They're all the rumors out right yeah, now. But Wilson's is 35. You're only going to get three or four years. I don't need three or four years. If this is your window of opportunity with your players, you do it now. The story comes out that supposedly he is selfish, points fingers, does not, you know, you talked about Burrow. The first thing Burrow said was when he got off the field was it was his fault. He should have played better. And supposedly Kyler's pointing fingers at everybody, blaming everybody else. And the story goes that he quit the last series in the playoff game. That he turned to, um, I'm trying to remember the backup quarterback, used to play for Texas. He turned to him and said, I I can't go back out there, supposedly, allegedly. Uh, I don't know if Wilson, you want someone fairly young. No, but Wilson's got at least four good years left in him. I say you do the swap, you do it, get Wilson in there. That's going to make it so much better. You've ins- It's like you asked Wilson of Stafford. He's the next best quarterback out there that could instantly win with your team. He's proven it. He's won a world a Super Bowl. So you wouldn't think about changing coaches? No, I think Kingsburg's all right. I think you add another offensive coach to sort of beef up that side a little more. Their defense is uh, really good, I think, for the most part. So they're I just old. Think, they're a little old. That's what I'm saying. Now is the time. They need to do it now. Get and you saw that um, Wilson was talking to the commish during the Super Bowl, which was cool. So. so we got these quarterbacks on the market. You got Murray. You got Wilson, <clears throat> Garoppolo, uh, Darnold. <laughs> Take Rogers off. Rogers automatically back to Green Bay. They said they're going to spend the money. But they got to give him a little more control. He, that's what he wants. And we don't know what's going to happen with Watson. I mean, that's the, the big question. Uh, nobody's going to take a chance on Deshaun Watson right now. And that was a lame That was a lame hire. That was a reaction to all the publicity by the lawsuit. 
You mean Lovey Smith going there? I mean, Lovey got fired by Illinois. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't win at Illinois. He got I mean, fired by two teams in the state of Illinois, the Bears and yeah, the Illinois. Yeah. Alumni. I mean, this is that was directly the Texans said we're not going to win, so we'll try to get in good with the commissioner's office and, and try to negate the lawsuit. That was highly questionable in that respect. Not to talk about another TV show, but I mean, who else? Who else we got moving here? Do you think uh, Jones is leaving the Giants? No, I think he's staying. The way they brought Diable in, no, he's staying. He's going to try to make that work. Yeah, I just think that um, there's some real train wreck still coming. I don't think Fields is the answer for the Bears at all. I think that's going to be a train wreck coming. I don't think there's any place for Aaron Rodgers to go to except for if he wants to win right away, either Arizona or the Steelers. But you see Baker moving? You see Baker moving? They, I think the Browns are committed to him, but. Wouldn't that be wild to have Baker and Murray swap the two Oklahoma uh, Heisman Trophy quarterbacks just swap teams and see how it plays out? I, if I was the Cardinals, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even think about it. Really? Uh, yes. You like Baker, Baker Mayfield that much? I mean, he played with a bum shoulder. I don't think he's a he's not a superstar, but I think I think he's more mature than Murray. <laughs> not much, but some, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would. Wouldn't you take Murray over? I mean, take Mayfield? Oh, yes. I would take him over Murray, but I'd rather have uh, Wilson in a heartbeat. Um, but besides Wilson, none of those quarterbacks. Garoppolo, I would take over uh, Mayfield and Murray. How about Tannehill? I, I kind of feel like he's going to be on the market, too. <sighs> he's one of those guys that he feels like Jared Goff, but better. Like, he's a good quarterback. He's gotten to a certain place, but he's reached his ceiling, I feel like. Is Goff coming back to the Lions? Or is he he is, but they haven't promised him anything. But they're they're wanting to draft the next great quarterback. They're not going to go out in the free agency and get him. I can see Cousins being moved also. New coach coming in? Oh, that's true. Kirk Cousins could be available. That might be a good fit for Arizona, actually. That would not be a bad swap right there. And the money pretty much adds up pretty well. That would give them enough money to be able to offer him a long-term contract. Yeah. And like I said, I, I think they would be because many, many as 10 different starting quarterbacks. I would not be highly surprised to see a quarterback return back to Tampa Bay. I guess this gives credit back to Belichick in a strange way. He knew Mac Jones was the real deal. I mean, you'd look at him and you think, uh, is he really that good? And yet he's proven to be that good, I think. We'll see over time. But after his first year, I would say that was a a really good draft pick. So what's Tampa going to do? Because they're not an idea to rebuild. Aaron's is not that young. No, no. Um, Winston, baby, he's coming that's yeah, I, I think I could see James going back. I really could very easily. He is a free agent. And maybe a year <clears throat> might help him. In that. And like I said, I could see that very easily happen in that respect. Yeah. But we're going to see movement. And that's not, I don't see anybody coming out of the draft and starting. You never know. You never know. Okay, Ernest, we're down to our final good minutes. What do oh, you think? Wow. Ah. Uh, I have nobody dying this week. I can talk <laughs> about. <laughs> <clears throat> it's been a great season, the NFL. I mean, this is this is why they're the big kid on the block. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about the NFL from here on out. The drafts in a couple weeks. USFL is only two months away. Uh, the drafts coming. I mean, it's it's the it's amazing what they were able to pull off. I had fully anticipated. After the last two weeks, to have a blowout Super Bowl, and they didn't. They delivered, and it, again, it's just truly amazing. And we know they're going to go to eighteen games. It's just a matter of time. And when you look at the other sports, you know, baseball probably won't start till May. They're in the labor crisis. The NBA is a players' league, and that turns off a lot of older. Fans, I have no problem with it. You know, everybody gets their foot in the uh, grab in that respect. 
the NHL does a lousy job of, of promoting their players. I mean, there's exciting players like Zegras, Nadri, Aho. I mean, the, 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 there's more talent in the NHL right now than ever before. And your Red Wings are getting pretty good. They're on a little bit of a winning streak. But when you have a fractured TV contract between ESPN, which puts the bulk of their games on their pay format, and most people don't realize that TBS has two games every Wednesday night, uh, you kind of wonder. And it's the, I mean, it's defeated the Olympics. The Olympics ratings are down 50%, according to NBC. Wow. Than the last one are Olympics. Now, there's a lot to do with that. I think the time difference, I think the fact that we've had two Olympics in the Western, in the Far East, and that means that you, you see everything on tape delay. I think that has, I think there's a little bit of fatigue. Uh, and I think the NFL has, has drawn a little bit away from that in that respect. But again, uh, football rules, everybody else drools. <laughs> it sounds like my daughter always said, you know, men drool, women rule. That's what one of her sayings. Um, I will do one more. My final good words is back to a familiar subject for this podcast, but I'm going to do one last thing about Matthew Stafford. Why do the Lions fan love him so much? Because he was a class act through all those times of losing he was always a class act. He didn't point fingers. He took care of business. He's never been like a super macho guy, like, you know, rah, 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 but he's quietly a good leader. And when he got traded to the Rams, he could have just left Detroit and just said, thanks for the memories. Appreciate it. No, him and his wife gave a million dollars for a community center, and they had given millions of dollars before. I mean, time after time, class act. And I think Joe Burrow can, is that class act as well. So, I just hope those type of players multiply in the NFL. And you're right, NFL rules, and it was a great postseason. All right, for Ernest Watts, this is Paul Arnold. You've enjoyed our confusion. If you've enjoyed it a lot, email me at gobluearnold at gmail.com. And have a good night. <laughs>